Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me tell you a little something about Margaret. She is a hypocrite. In the very same sentence, or not sentence, well, kind of, she's talking about how pissed she is that Danielle had the nerve to say she has an arsenal of information on people that's locked and loaded, ready to use. Then she ends that scene by saying, wait till you hear what I have on you. So you do have an arsenal of information that's locked in. Okay. So, you know, I can't with this woman. All right. I'm going gonna, gonna to get into it. Okay. And this is the first week I'm doing the Jersey Summer House double episode i'm gonna start combining recaps and shows moving forward it just makes it easier for me to get episodes out to you guys on a more consistent basis i really hate being behind schedule i feel very guilty about it you may not realize that but i feel very guilty about when i'm when i'm not getting the episodes out to you in a timely fashion so after this Jersey recap, we're going to get into Summer House, and I have Kelly Williams from Beyond the Blinds back to join me for that. But let's get into Jersey first, shall we? Before I do that, though, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe and comment. And I love you. Love you, YouTube. I really do. Love the community we are building. So little virtual huggies. Little huggies. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! You fool! That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Danielle and Rachel meet for shopping. And what the hell, Rachel? She says herself in her confessional that she's happy that she has Danielle because they're both navigating this new crazy group together. Then what she's going to do later does not, does not demonstrate that. So I don't, I got a weird vibe from Rachel already. And now it's solidified. You are not a real one who, okay, whatever. We're moving on. 
I, I just don't. They talk about the Marg, the Marg, <laughs> the Marg, the Marge and Jen situation. And Rachel, in my opinion, Rachel seems obviously uncomfortable with the way that conversation went down. But Danielle does make it pretty clear that she's like, I do think she's too judgmental with Jen. How could you not? She called her a disheveled drug addict. And she said multiple other things. Like, I can't even remember what she said. Um, what was the first thing that she said at 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 Danielle's party? Was that the disheveled drug addict? I don't know. But she's, she said a lot of things, and Danielle is kind of right to pick up on that. Rachel is intentionally not paying attention to that because clearly Rachel doesn't like Jen because Jen has yelled at Rachel. And she's also said that she has a bad nose job. So actually, maybe she has a reason not to like Jen. Okay, never mind. Danielle, though, brings up what Laura said about Marg Margaret. Margaret. What's wrong with me today? Margaret having an arsenal on the women. And Rachel's clearly skeptical because she's like, well, we're only hearing that from Teresa and Jen. So, like, why are we just believing them? You know, it's like their word is is bond, you know. So she's clearly more in with the with the Marge, Melissa, Fessler side. She's not buying the Teresa Jen side. Danielle says, I'm just worried that if something were to happen with me, she would expose it, you know, blow it up. Well, your instincts are spot on. But it's just like Dolores and Jackie said last season. Jackie says, you do not want Margaret as an enemy. And Dolores goes, no. So... Hello. Teresa and Jen go jewelry shopping for like gifts for the bridesmaids or I can't if it maybe it's to wear in the wedding. Maybe this is what you do. Maybe you buy bracelets for all your bridesmaids. Oh, if you're rich, I don't know. The foretelling though of what Teresa's going to look like on the wedding was what I found fascinating. Jen being like, You're simple every day. This is your day to be extra. And Teresa's saying, yeah, I'm going to wear my hair half up, half down. And Jen goes, that makes a statement. Just wait. Just you wait. So Teresa goes, yeah, Joe, he came up to me at the game, so that was good. But it would be nice, you know, if he asked me to stay at their shore house. What? You are not. Why would. How. Hmm, I guess I really just didn't, okay, I didn't expect that he would, but I guess that proves that Joe really doesn't want to make peace. Okay, okay, okay. And then in her confessional, she says, my brother's telling Louie that he's upset that I didn't invite Melissa's mom to my wedding but you don't invite your own sister to stay at your shore house. The simple mindedness of that. You know, you didn't invite, you haven't, like, you haven't adjusted. I'm trying to, like, 
this is where Teresa seemed very, uh, what's the word? Hard-headed. It's like, well, you didn't invite Melissa's mom. I'm still sticking by the fact that she has the right to do it, but it is going to feel like a pretty big slight. Um, I get where the origin, we're going to get into the origin of it. Like we finally do. And when she says what the origin is, I'm like, oh, that's it. So much has happened since then. So I, I'm I'm going to kind of go with like, all right, this, like we could just invite her to the wedding. Like if that's what it's about, like if you're going to try to make peace, that would clearly mend that. Thank God for Louis. I can't believe I'm saying that, but really thank God for Louis. Louis is like, that would fix it for him. Because also I think what Louis's thinking is, okay, what if we, because I kind of do this sometimes. What if we invite her? Because then it's like, now what, Joe? She's been invited. Now what? Now what you got? Because it's, I kind of want to see that too. Give him no, give Joe Gorga and Melissa Gorga no excuses Invite her to the wedding. It's like, it's nothing to us. Invite her to the wedding. You're being stubborn at this point, Tree. So invite her to the wedding. Now, what do you got? What else do you got now? Okay? You can't play the same games Joe Gorg is playing anymore. We got to rise above them. Because that's been that's why this has gone back and forth for so many years. It's because Teresa will play that petty. She comes from the same father who is that petty and much of a grudge holder, you know? And so thank God for Louie. We'll keep going. We'll keep going. But Teresa says to Jen, they shouldn't have had Margaret stay there. Should have been me. <laughs> Teresa talks. God. Jen's theory, though, is the reason they are so team Margaret is because she has something on them. Huh? How do we feel about that? I'm just think. I think it's ridiculous that anyone is acting like the whole group has said you don't want Marge as an enemy. This is a fact now, guys. Everybody knows it. Jackie said it. Melissa said it. Dolores said it. Everybody said it. Okay. Anyway, Dolores and Polly, she is going to stay at Rachel Shorehouse. It's crazy. She always stays at Frank's. Uh, but because, you know, she's not doing that anymore. That's how it's going to be. Someone commented, I think it was on YouTube. Someone commented that she's get they're getting weird vibes from Polly, actually. That it is starting to seem a little bit controlling and a little bit insecure that he is so adamant that she be distanced from Frank. Because uh, Polly's like, you got to set boundaries and he's got to get used to it. And I'm just, okay, I'll keep my eye on it because just because we like Polly and we think that this all makes sense doesn't mean that we are not, because we don't really see a lot of Polly. And I just, I've gotten that, I don't trust no man anymore on Bravo. So you know what? I'm open to him not being so perfect. While I do understand why he, we find out later, he didn't, he didn't want to stay at Frank's. Fine. I am wondering why even still he hasn't reached out to Frank or tried to make some kind of a connection there. It has been long enough now. Frank has made it clear like, yeah, no, let's talk. 
why has he still not done that? What is going on? Frank does want to f- connect. So just, you know, okay, I will pay attention. I will. There is a balance. It doesn't have to be nothing. So, okay. Noted. While Jen and Bill pack up for the shore, Jen goes, what do you think about bringing Dr. Judy? She's like, you were silent. What the fuck? You were silent. And Bill goes into his, like, Confucius type of talk where he's like, I thought she said some insightful things because, you know, we say stupid, hurtful things, but, you know, we're trying to help the situation. And she's like, okay, but things were left unsaid and we keep pretending things are okay. And they're not. Life, it gets complicated. And it's not about being necessarily right or wrong. It's about how the other person feels through that process. What? Okay. What? (laughs) Just like saying a whole lot of nothing. And Jen in her confession, she's like, all right, I'm sick of this Confucius shit that he does. Support your wife. I'm living. Yes, Jen. Yes. Yes. And then Bill goes, we are here to be together and love each other like we did from day one. Small steps. Okay. How? That's a great sentiment, but how? You got to have actual action plans here, dude. You can't just say, cool, that's a great concept, but like, what are you talking about? Now we get the shore houses. The The Gorga shore house does look so fun. Jen's shore house, though, was purchased and they took everything from the previous owner, even the bed sheets which I thought was a little unnecessary, but okay. Rachel Shorehouse has Jen Fessler and her husband staying in it, and also Dolores. Jen Shorehouse has Teresa and Danielle staying. Obviously, Marge is staying at Melissa's. And Marge tells the story about how Teresa invited her mom, Marge Sr., to her wedding at the softball game. That's kind of wild. Meanwhile, Teresa tells the story about how she's never spent the night, never stayed at their shore house. But and even Gia asked to stay there and they said no. At in the after show, Melissa is like, why would we ask you to stay at the house when I'm not a bridesmaid and we're not in a good place? My mother's not invited. Like, stay with your friends. Like, why would I Why would I invite you to stay with me? Stay with your friends. I mean, I got to say, to be honest, I kind of understand that. They're barely talking. It would have just been pretty uncomfortable. Um, but it's so confusing. It's such a hard call. But then Teresa being like, I've never stayed there once, you know, like I've never once stayed there. Melissa gets to say, well, I've never once stayed at her shore house. Teresa's like, I always rented. And no, you'd think that they'd have me stay at their house, but no, never. So I don't know. 
I don't, it's like, it's a stalemate on so many issues. It's ridiculous how exhausted I am by that part. That part is just like stagnant movement. I can't, I cannot litigate that shit anymore. It's like, that is the petty shit that's just like, okay, did you ask? Why did you rent a house? I can't. Okay, I can't. That I'm gonna. I'm moving on. I can't. Oh, and Melissa said she's not gonna talk when they asked about the Gia part. She said I'm not talking about the kids. I'm not. And then Melissa said like I couldn't tell if this was a hypothetical or if this really happened because she was like, well, and Antonia asked to stay at their shore house. I mean, you know, are you kidding me? Like I'm not talking about that. So I could. I don't. I. I don't know. I couldn't tell if that did happen and she didn't want to talk about it or she really didn't want to talk about the kids. I got a vibe that maybe she that did happen, if I'm being honest. But we're moving the hell on. Joe brings up, Gorga brings up Danielle's story about her brother and how that's just not really, I'm not really buying it. And Jackie relates it to her sister and she's like, there's something that she did that she doesn't want to look bad. And to me, I'm sorry, she looks like a clearance aisle snooky. First of all, how? Literally how? I In no way does she look like Snooky. Uh, like literally not in any fucking way. What are you talking about? And second of all, as Dolores said in the after show, do we even know a quarter of the story about your sister and what happened with your sister? Because we don't. As you said, it's a lot of lot of little fights, you know, that led up to it. Okay. What did you do? We don't know. So what are you doing? What are you guys implying? And I kind of thought we did, I dissected a little bit of what, a little more of what she said. I think it's in the first episode recap or the second, whatever, whenever she went shopping with Melissa and told Melissa, I broke down what she said and how there was like a text message about the wife and she kind of took over the wedding and the brother was like, this isn't about you. And I broke that down a little bit. So I, 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 there, there is more to it. And she was trying to be a little maybe pushy with the wedding, but it, it sounds like the wife doesn't like the mom either. And so the brother's estranged from the mom as well. But it also sounds like Danielle doesn't really need to talk about it, maybe. But also, what are you bringing to the table, Jackie? What what's your your goal is to what expose this girl? Ugh, whatever. Marge, what are you bringing to the table by the way? You have a bunch of shit they could bring out. Why are why are they not bringing up her stuff? All right, luau time. Great looking spread. The food looked unbelievable. The the whole party looked fantastic. I wanted to go there so badly. The sh- their shore house is a time. The way it looks over the water. Oh, I want to be there. I want to be there in the summertime. Jen walks up to Joe and has, she gives him a lot of love and, aff- and attention. She's not mean to him at all. 
with the, she has a lay and she suggests they all do a shot. But then Marge with, um, uh, who's this Jackie right next to her? She asked Rachel, what did Teresa say about me? What did Teresa say about me? And Rachel's like, well, she said, you're a better friend than an enemy. And again, isn't that exactly what a bunch of people said about you? And Marge is like, she's going to have to clarify that. She's going to, how dare she? How dare she even? And then Rachel, Rachel, she goes, well, you know, and it's also interesting. Danielle said at shopping, she was saying that you have like an arsenal and that you're like locked and loaded. Like, you know, you have information on every single one of us. She's, she's, she's saying it like, she's like, I don't know. Like what, you know, what is that about? Right? Like, I don't know. So you're not tight with Danielle. Got it. Got it, girl. And Marge is like, locked and loaded with information. No. Rachel, she was essentially saying you were judgmental. Marge, Marge can't even, she knows. Marge goes, I'm not judgmental. I think I'm opinionated. And then Marge is confessional. She's the most judgmental person she could be. She's like judgmental coming from the bougie mama. Bouge is basically, it's fake, you know, like wannabe, you know, that's what it means. So whatever, you know, whatever. And then Marge, she goes, an arsenal? <laughs> Wait till you hear what I know about you. Bougie. So you fucking admit you have information on her at the ready to use against her. That is literally what your friend Laura said, who told Teresa and Jen, who then told Danielle and Rachel, and Rachel's telling you, I heard this. And she's like, I can't believe I heard that. And it's, you, okay, so I can't, listen, okay, I can't, I can't, okay. Joe brought wax for John Fuda's initiation because Joe Fuda, John, John Fuda thought he could bring diapers to troll Frank. And I kind of, I, I thought it was, but Joe's like, all right, you're a little too new to be bringing joke gifts for the veterans. Fair. But then Marge, okay, Melissa comes up and Marge is like, can you believe, can you believe what Danielle said to Rachel? I can't believe this. An arsenal. Melissa goes, an arsenal. What is that? Like, like on a book? What did she think that? What, what is she talking about? An arsenal, like on a book. And Marge's confessional. She goes, her and Teresa are a lot more alike than we think they are. That might get her in trouble. She might've got a text message from Melissa. Like, how dare you? So Marge asks Teresa, she goes, Hey, what was that about? You said, you said it's better to have me as a friend than an enemy. And Rachel, Rachel's like, <laughs> I'm, Rachel might be kind of stupid too. Cause she's like, yeah, no, I'll hop in here and clarify. She's, you know, you were like, look at the history of her friendships, you know, just proceed with caution, you know, and just like, looks at her like, you know, yeah, let's go for it. What it. And Teresa's like, I don't remember saying that as anything negative about her, but like, you're kind of starting trouble between me and Margaret. And Rachel's like, I'm just telling her what you said. Like, you're, I'm, I got a bad feeling about you and I was right, Rachel. The hell are you doing? 
If you think you're going to be cool with Teresa now, and you're not. Teresa's big thing is like, I don't think I said anything bad because like, if you have a problem, you have no problem taking them down. Like, I'm ruthless too. But Marge is like, you don't say that, Teresa. You don't say that. I would never forewarn anyone about you, Teresa. I wouldn't say you could be vicious. That's a little twisted. What? Have some fucking fun, Marge. It's called being a housewife, crying out loud. Jesus Christ, Marge. Like, you're so, she's so intense. Loosen up, okay? Marge is like, I was riding the Teresa train, okay? I thought we were good, but, you know. Teresa's like, look, it is, it's genuine, but, like, if anyone pushed the wrong button on us, we would fight back. Don't you agree? And then Marge just has the nerve. She goes, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. But look, like, historically, I really haven't done anything that bad to anyone. Is she crazy? She's crazy. She's crazy, you guys. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I can't. I can't handle that. How does she... How does she have the nerve to say that? You... Okay. She has said vicious things. She's gotten in crazy fights. The fight that she just had with Jennifer. Like, she... she, You guys, I cannot handle it. Now Joe Gorga's pouring alcohol in Bill's mouth. Melissa literally has to stop him. She's like, that's alcohol. She looks at Bill. She's like, spit it out. (laughs) That was funny. I understand. I felt the same way. Like, don't let that go down into your system. And then they have a hula dance, a hula show, and Bill is up there dancing. And Marge's, she's not judgmental, guys, remember. She's not judgmental. Don't forget that. Don't forget she's not judgmental, guys. But what does Marge say? Of course Bill's wasted. How else can he stand being around Jennifer? I have secondhand embarrassment. Ugh, fuck you. You love it when your husband's wasted after guy's night. No wonder he has to get so wasted. How can he stand being around you? How do you like it? Frank and Dolores talk. Dolores is like, Polly can't be there, you know, because of the health stuff. But Britt even joins, Frank's girlfriend joins, and it's like, you know, we really wish you were staying at the house, not going to lie. And Dolores is like, well, you know, I was going to be there with Polly. Polly didn't want to stay there. But Jackie has to run over. She's like, your friend is about to fall in the ocean. Look at that. And they cut to Bill is literally rolling on the ground. But that is Joe's fault. And Melissa's, I will give Melissa props. She's like, no, no, we're not going to like shame Bill for this. Joe did this. Joe, you did this. But then Dolores goes back to this and she's like, this is the first boyfriend who doesn't want to sleep with you, Frank. And Jackie's like, Frank, have you reached out to Polly? And Frank's like, I reached out to Dolores, you know, because I didn't want to, I didn't know how to contact Polly. Polly had a problem with that. Dolores shuts this down. I'm going to leave because this is where it gets to a stupid place. And Frank goes, just do me a favor and fix it. Dolores says, there's nothing to fix, Frank. 
I'm wondering if this is because it's on camera because she kind of looks at the camera. She's like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing this on camera. I think she genuinely doesn't want this to be the storyline, like the Polly storyline. She wants it just to be positive and not drama. I think that's what this is about. And I think she doesn't want the storyline to be Polly gets to know Frank. I think that's what it is. I think she's like, I don't want, I don't want that to be the scene. I don't want it to be like Polly and Frank go to lunch and talk. So, cause I am, a, you know, I am wondering why Polly doesn't contact Frank maybe and be like, all right, let's meet man to man. I know you're a little worried. I know you're wondering. Or I don't know. I don't know. But if Dolores doesn't want that connection, that's all that matters, right? So if Dolores doesn't want it, then I guess that's all I care about. That's who That's who matters. If I'm dating someone and the – let's think about it this way. I'm dating someone and my ex-husband is like, hey, when am I going to meet your boyfriend? I decide that when I'm ready – so moving on, moving the fuck on. Teresa, Louie, Jen Fessler, Marge, Rachel, and Dolores. They all are talking. They're talking a little bit about the wedding prep and stuff. And Fessler has some balls, honey. She's like, so Melissa, not, Melissa's mom not getting an invite. Was that an oversight? Oh, I was scared. And Teresa go finally, she goes, no, we have a history. And then in the confessional, we, she goes, all right, I'll be honest. I'm like, thank God. Because I'm like, are we not going to get any of this? Like, what the fuck? She goes, 10 years ago, I got busy and I guess they got jealous. Translation, 10 years ago, she got the show. Melissa was pissed. She was not the one on the show. Melissa's always wanted to be a star. She's admitted that. Her dad always was like, you're a star, you're a star, you're a star. Then Teresa's the one who gets on the show and she's like, what about me? I should, why am, how am I not a housewife? Mom and sisters probably thought the same thing. Like, yeah, Melissa, you're the star of the show. You're the star of the show. Why are, why are you not on the show? And so apparently, Teresa says they were writing stuff on social media. And I'm going to read what they were saying. Lisa said, here's how you know Teresa is lying. She's talking. And that was in 2012. Kim says, it was a reply to someone, did you ever like Teresa? She says, yes, very much before all the craziness and diva and lies. And then Donna. You know, honey, I try to keep peace. I'm upset with Teresa and the girls for the hurt Joe is going through. He really loved them all. From Donna, I don't think that's that big of a deal. At all. But okay. Maybe there was more. Those were just not the most salacious examples they could have pulled. The sisters, I get. The sisters, I don't, they've been pretty savage. But the, but Donna? Also, Donna, since then, has, has, has got to have made up for it. 
And Teresa says in the now back in the group, she's like, why would I invite the mom and not the sisters? And Dolores is like, the mom is different than the sisters. And Teresa's like, no, mm -mm, I don't think so. And Marge tries to explain. Joe thinks thinks Donna Marco is part of the family. And Louie goes, I actually spoke to Donna tonight and I apologized. Teresa's like, what? But she has to keep it together because she cannot show them that she's pissed. And then in her confession, she's like, do I wish Louie would have spoken to me before talking to her? Of course. But he just wants to keep the peace. And then she says, I wish my brother would have come talk to me directly. And then all this could have been avoided. How? I want to know how. What do you mean by that? What do you mean you wish your brother had come to you and said, why did you not invite my mother-in-law? I, I really want to know. Would she have said, I'll invite her? Because something tells me she might have. Because Teresa's kind of simple like that. If Joe was like, Tree, it really is hurting me that you're not inviting my mother-in-law. She'd be like, okay, I'll invite her. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I cannot. This is like, it's too much. It's too, it's too grudgy. It's too, she's like, I forgive, but I don't forget. And then in the after show, Dolores was like, I know that Teresa can hold a grudge. And Teresa goes, I don't hold a grudge. And Dolores goes, okay, so I know that you maybe don't forget. I forget. I just, I remember. <laughs> That's uh, the same thing. So, okay. Teresa gives Louis permission to invite her, though. And they're like, what? But this is where Louis. I'm telling you, I think Louie knows that this is not the battle to fight in this war. Not this one. This is too mm, easily criticized and kind of shitty. This one is not worth it. We got bigger fish to fry, babe, is what he's thinking. This, this, don't take this one. You know what I mean? That's just my theory. And I think I'm right. If we invite them, they can't say other dumb shit. You know, we got, we got other battles to fight in this war. They wax John food up. It's funny. It's also disgusting. Jen is like over on the phone. She's like FaceTiming someone. And Jackie walks over to talk about Marge and like, oh, I wish you guys could make up or something. And Jen's like, look, even though we made up, it doesn't mean we're like besties. My daughter has suffered trauma because of her. And this is something Jackie can relate to because of the Evan rumor. Uh, but Jackie, I'm sorry, Jen talks about how the issue with Bill now is just, she's, Jen's drunk. So she's just talking to Jackie about things she probably shouldn't. She probably shouldn't give Jackie any information on her because Jackie's just going to go tell Margaret. And Margaret's going to use that against her. So, but she's drunk. So she's like this huge, we're in therapy now. The huge issue with this, with Bill is how we're raising the kids. And he basically wants the kids to be pushed and it's all about school. And there's that. I just, I feel, when she was talking to Jackie, I was like, no, don't say anything. I just feel it's not safe. It's not safe. Don't trust Jackie. She's going to go tell Margaret. Meanwhile, 
or later, Jackie goes and talks to Fessler, Teresa, and Marge. And this woman, Jackie, she cannot, why does she hate Danielle so much? She's like, I know you guys like Danielle, but there's a piece of her that's just not nice. Uh, look in the mirror, okay? Meanie. And of course, Marge is like, oh, yeah, I am so pissed about that Arsenal comment, which you proved right, by the way. Dolores is like, Marge is upset that you were saying, you know, she's got like an arsenal of people and stuff. And Danielle's like, I'm just repeating what I heard. But you added some editorial comments, but still, your friend Rachel should have never done what she did, period. But Danielle, she's like, I'm very triggered by people talking about me. It reminds me of when I was younger. And she's like, I'm very much taken, taken back to that place. She goes, but the only difference now is I know I can throw a right hook. Danielle was hysterical in this whole moment. Because she pulls her husband off to the side. And she's like, come talk to me. She's like, apparently everybody's conversation has to do with my name in their mouth. And I'm having a hard time with that. And he's like, what are they saying? She's like, they're just talking. <laughs> It's like, I have a hard time. I could tell she's actually upset, but it just seems like not real because she's such a character. Now Jackie starts, she's like, uh, the story about her brother is bullshit. Okay. And Marge is like, there's more to this. <sighs> just guys, like, this is so stupid that you, I don't know. This just is dumb. That's like some big conspiracy. What do you think happened? What do you th what do you think some big thing happened? This is so silly. Jackie, what ha what happened with your sister, huh? What big thing happened with your sister? You guys do not talk at all. What was the thing that happened? Tell me. Huh? What is it? <laughs> Stupid. And Teresa's like, "Look, there's like her side, his side, you know, and, and they're like, it just sounds really petty. And Teresa goes, Italians hold grudges. She's not wrong. Okay. Proof, proof left and right. But Melissa sees Danielle off to the side. So she goes to check on them. And I was, <laughs> Melissa goes to check on them and tells them like, here's what we're talking about over there. But she's like, they're, they think that the story about Danielle had no idea, by the way, she thought that they were still talking about the Marge conversation and she's like they don't think that the story about your brother is totally truthful they think they're not getting the whole story you know like with me and Teresa there's her side there's my side and the truth Danielle goes honestly I can't hear anything you're saying right now because my insides are ready to go nuclear She's like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to kill people. So she gets up and she goes over to Teresa and Jen, who are just sitting there talking. They don't know what's happened. She walks up. She goes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Without missing a beat, they go, yeah, well, we all came together. We leave together. And that is the most Jersey phrase in the history of Jersey. We came together. We leave together. That should be the, the tagline for the Real Housewives of New Jersey franchise. We came together, we leave together. 
It has got like it has gotten Teresa in trouble for sure. It's gotten Melissa in trouble because like you know there's a time Teresa came with Jen and then Jen got in a fight with Melissa and Teresa's like I came with her you know I gotta leave with her and Melissa's like I see I see and then there was a I think a time where Melissa left with someone it's like it's gotten them in so much trouble but without missing a beat they got the men and they got in the van and in the van I think it's Jen who's like Jackie's the one who started it. Jackie, I want to make sure you know, Jackie's the one who did this. Danielle's confessional. She's like, I'm a better version of a Staten Island girl. She's just a miserable bitch. Yes, honey. Oh, this is so fun. Love these, love these new girls. Even though I don't like Rachel, she's, she's dumb, messy, petty perfection for a new person. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mess it up. She caused some drama. Good job. Next time, why does Louis say he wears their dad's pajamas so the girls feel safe? <laughs> what? We're going to do some, what, sir? And then we get a real full-on Teresa, Melissa, Joe fight. Full-on, baby. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's been a minute since we've had it. Bring it on bring in and I'm ready. <sighs> okay. Okay. Well now stay tuned and then I'm going to get us over to my summer house recap with Kelly Williams from beyond the blinds. I'm still getting used to how I'm going to do these transitions. Uh, so I didn't really start that recap with like the proper, all right, now that Jersey's over, I don't know. I'm still, this is a little clunky this week, guys, but so bear with me. Oh, you guys, I made the best HelloFresh meal last night. Okay. It was the mushroom and chive risotto. You know, here's the thing about HelloFresh. I'm a disaster in a kitchen, but they have those meal recipe cards that you follow and everything's pre-portioned. So you like open up the bag, like it, like you pick the bag up. You're like, okay, I'm going to make the mushroom and chive risotto. And it's delivered. So like it's delivered to me. I don't have to go to the grocery store. And I'm, I'm in Los Angeles and it's been raining and we don't like to do anything in the rain. We can't do anything when it rains. So I didn't even have to go. I didn't have to leave the house. The meals were delivered. So I pulled out the mushroom and risotto, pulled out the pre-portioned ingredients, put that meal card right in front of me and just followed the steps. You feel like a chef. And the thing that drives me crazy when I go to the grocery store, just normally, when I get chives at the grocery store, I'm left with so much extra chives, but there's no leftover produce going to waste. And I actually think that's one of the pluses of HelloFresh. Another great thing about HelloFresh is you can swap out proteins. You can also put in organic chicken and beef. If that's your thing, that is my thing. I did select organic beef and chicken on a few of my meals. Uh, but if you like a veggie dish, for example, and you're like, that'd be better if I just had some chicken. Well, you can add chicken if you want. And there are like 40 weekly recipes to pick from. So tons of options. And you save so much money compared to delivery, which is my kryptonite. Well, it's my bank account's kryptonite. 
Go to HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks60 and use code SheSpeaks60 for 60% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash SheSpeaks60 and use code SheSpeaks60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, I'm not ashamed. Well, maybe I'm a little ashamed. I'm a little embarrassed to talk about this. If you think that you've got an abnormal odor down there and you are embarrassed to talk about it, I send everyone over to Lumi, L-U-M-E. A couple years ago, I noticed an odor down there and I panicked. I thought I had to go to the OBGYN and Lumi makes deodorants for your whole body. And the tagline is for pits, privates, and beyond. And I was like, huh, have I never thought that maybe I could have body odor down there? You know, because like summertime running around, you know. So I bought Lumi and I used it once, odor gone. So I looked further into Lumi to be like, what is this? How does this, what is happening? It was actually created by an OBGYN because they were tired of the vagina getting blamed for odors and all the misdiagnoses going on. And they use mandelic acid, which stops odor before it starts. This is like a pre-odorant. And this can keep you smelling good for up to 72 hours, which is a long time. I kind of hope you shower before then. But hey, you know, whatever. It can, if you need it, it can. It's aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. It's skin-safe. You do not need a lot of it. There's a variety of scents. My personal favorite is toasted coconut. This is what I use. I smell delicious down there. Oh, let me just tell you. And that is a, that's an adjective you want to use when describing below the belt, if you know what I'm saying. New customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at lumideodorant.com. I use Lumi everywhere. I use it under my boobs. I use it in my thigh folds. I use it in all of the places, all the places that can get a little not so great. That's why I really love the wipes too. The cool cucumber wipes. I feel like I've been to a spa, a little quick spa refresher, even though half the time I'm using them in my car. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers because it comes with the solid stick deodorant, the cream tube deodorant, and you get two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. So as a special discount offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code SHESPEAKS at lumideodorant.com. And that equates to over 40% off a Lumi starter pack. When you visit lumideodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS, that's L-U-M-E deodorant.com and use code SHESPEAKS. All right, everyone, act like you've done this before. Don't embarrass me in front of my guests. Be cool, okay? (laughs) Today, we actually have a returning guest. You may know her from her work in such films as Sleeping Booty and Everyone I Did Last Summer. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. That is the wrong Kelly Williams. This is Kelly Williams, (laughs) who is host of Beyond the Blinds with Troy McEady. Hi, Kelly. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. Absolutely. So if you guys missed her last appearance, she already went through her stance on the cast. 
Um, Mm -hmm. You are a self-proclaimed Lindsay apologist. Have you changed your stance on any of the cast as we've gone through these episodes? I will say I'm glad Sierra is kind of back. It's really nice to see her not lusting over Fozzie Bear. Like, it's very amazing. Um, We really are getting more of her, aren't we? Yeah. And even the Karma Brown, I know we'll get into it, but I thought that was like the best. Yeah. No, she I was like, oh, this is her personality. Right. Now I get why everyone likes her. (laughs) I agree. I I had no idea what the appeal was. Mm -hmm. And now I do. (laughs) Because, yeah, we only saw her like Austin or cry over Austin. And I think last time I was hard on Gabby, but Gabby, I have come around to really like Gabby. Yay. Um, Okay, so I'm going to do an experiment this time, something I don't normally do. So what I've come to find when I go through a recap with the guest, I will, when I go through like the stage direction, if you will, I put my editorial spin on it. Hmm. And I find that that's a little unfair to my guest if they don't necessarily have the same take. So I'll be like, and then Lindsay said, and then Danielle said, and then I'll like do that. But if the guest is like, well, that's not how I took it. That's not fair. So what I'm going to try my best to do is I'll take us through. I'll just be very neutral as I take us through a scene. And then I'll be like, how was you? What what did you feel about that? You'll be my therapist through it. (laughs) And then and then I'll be like, interesting. This was my take on it. We may match up. But I want I'm so curious because I flipped quite a bit in this episode mm-hmm. and I don't and I I don't want to give I don't want to give you I don't want to sway you okay and because I, I really want to hear what you have to say because I was a little hard on Lindsay last episode I was fair I would say I was very balanced but still I was a little bit harder than maybe my listeners would have liked let's say okay so I'm gonna, it's going to be hard for me because I even notice like my notes are already written pretty editorialized. So it's going to be hard for me to get through it. I'm going to do my best. It's an experiment. It may fail. You know, I'm glad you're trying it on me. You know, I'm a great guinea pig. Great tester. You you are. You're you're I'll do my best. <laughs> I'll do my best. We're in this together, Kelly. OK, so the most pathetic party setup we've ever seen. You know, so bad. I mean, I think we can both agree on that. The photo wall. Yeah, I will say, though, I really like the disco balls in the the pool. In the pool, yes. I thought that was a great... As Gabby said, I'm using the pool as a decorative element. (laughs) I was on board with that. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great theme. Just the decorations weren't hitting the way they usually do. And you know what I'd say is... If it was a nighttime party, those disco balls would have looked way cooler in the yes. pool. But because it was a daytime party, I'm like, I don't know. Like, it didn't quite hit. But if at night, I bet those disco balls looked sick in that party, yeah. in that pool. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, so here's where I'm going to try to try to be neutral. And I'm just going to take us through the stage direction on this. Okay. So Carl is anxious to talk to Kyle. And admits that he hasn't had the balls to talk to Kyle about Kyle's explosion last weekend. Kyle and Amanda have brought the dogs, which, as you said, and it is so accurate, those dogs look just like them. It's wild. It's crazy. (laughs) 
I know like, people look like their pets, but it's a spitting image. It's like 101 Dalmatians in the cartoon when they show like the dogs that look like they're right. like when they're walking that little segment. It's like that. It's that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Amanda's vocal fry, though, is on a level 20 in this confessional. She's like, as sad as I was last weekend, I decided to come back and have fun because I'm not going to let anyone dictate my summer. This was the dumbest prompt from the producer in her confessional, though, because like, of course, she's going to come back. You know, I have been pretty upset the last few episodes that people aren't showing up like this is your job. It's your only it's the, one of the easiest jobs on Bravo. Yeah. Unless it's someone's like grandma's birthday. I know Kyle had to miss because of that. I get that. But honestly, don't go to your friend's wedding. I don't know what to tell you. You have a job to do. <laughs> like I I do. The, and because Carl and Lindsay missed for a wedding, like everyone keeps getting to miss a weekend. Yeah. Paige, Paige was Paige, gone for like two. Yeah. Paige was gone for her brother or something. They were actually kind of vague about that, too. They were like, Paige isn't going to be here because of and they like didn't really finish the sentence. I'm like, because of what? <laughs> finish it. <laughs> Why? Tell us. Um, turns out Kyle text Carl on Sunday, but Carl never replied. OK. Sierra goes into her full Karma Brown alter ego persona, which is. Like, thank you again. Really happy to know that this is like she is a party time. Like she can be this fun. Yeah. I'm like, that's a star. Uh, Yeah. I'm like, oh, this was why you got cast. Right. Danielle is trying so hard to vamp as this party's getting started because there's no music or alcohol. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gabby. Gabby definitely. I don't understand what happened. Because Gabby does seem very fun. And even when they were hanging the disco balls and stuff, she's like, lower, higher, lower, higher. I would have been like, Sierra did way better than me. Because I would have been like, you fucking do it. Uh, me too. <laughs> I would have been like, um, this is your... She really... And I actually kind of don't blame her because I'm still in awe that they really do decorate the entire thing themselves. There is no outside help. Yeah. She must truly have thought like, Okay, we just pretend to set up right and then like production pulls in a crew to do it. Nope. They <laughs> straight up do the whole thing themselves. And, and then it clean is, it up. And clean it up. It's harrowing. I I talk about this all the time. The next day cleanup is harrowing for me. Yes. Especially one year they had like the seafood platter left out overnight. Oh, yep. That would have taken me out. And one of them was like, can we eat that still? Yeah. I forget which one, but. And they never wear sunglasses. It's like a production thing. They never let them wear sunglasses. And I'm like hung over, (laughs) cleaning up. Oh, God, I feel so bad for them. Oh, no, I don't know how they do it. (laughs) I guess, though, someone someone sent me a DM, and this actually made me feel better. Paige talks about, uh, she talked about in like a TikTok or something, that they actually are really hungover. And sometimes they do puke and stuff, but they just don't show it on the show. Oh, well, that's that bums me out. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to know that they're hungover. Me too, because it makes me feel like they're like superhumans. Because all I all I see is them waking up and going on a jog or going to berries. And I don't like that. I know. I'm like, oh, they do so much Adderall and Coke just to like yes. get it all together. I think it was you and I that accused them of that, right? I'm sure I did. Yeah, because like I don't get it. 
No. Oh no, maybe it was I had I had the producer from Reality Bites on that we were like, there's no way you can drink that much alcohol and not no. vomit. Yeah, you have to take a supplement. Yes, a supplement. <laughs> Substance? <laughs> supplement? That's not the right term. Let's call it that. No, let's call it that. I like you gotta that. Gotta take better. something. You gotta take a supplement, honey. If you're gonna get through like a vitamin, like cocaine. <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> That's what we call it from now on. A party supplement. Ooh, yes. that's what we call it from now on. We yeah, coined it. That's going to be the name of this episode. Party supplements. <laughs> Perfect. I'm into Perfect. it. Perfect. I'm into it. Get, so meanwhile, as Danielle is vamping, she's like, sorry, guys, we'll get some music going and some alcohol. Gabby's like, I'm going to go change. My, I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Just she doesn't get it. No, I again, you're right. She didn't understand the true responsibility. No. of throwing a summer house party no she did not so i'm gonna try to do this neutrally Lindsay, see Lindsay's like have you talked to kyle yet and carl and carl's like no and she says you should address it head on immediately what did you feel about that i don't know i honestly feel like carl is like a powder keg like he's just waiting for one little spark and he, and we'll talk about it in a scene a little bit later, but I thought that was aggressive. I did think that was like an aggressive Lindsay thing, but also I get her being like, just address it now. So you have fun at the party. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was like, uh Oh, he's not delivering what she needs. Right. He hasn't made her a sandwich. How many sandwiches has How he made? How many her? sandwiches has she made? As has he made for her? Um and when you see what Kyle is willing to do for Amanda, mm-hmm. it's almost like Kyle and Lindsay could be together. <laughs> Honestly. Oh my god. That would be <laughs> incredible. That. That's what I've always thought with those two. And I think Again, like we talked about last time I was here, it's like now Kyle doesn't have his drinking buddy either. Like he's losing. And when Lindsay would drink, she'd fall and break her face and he'd be like, let me help you up. Like, so he didn't look so bad. Are they destined to be together? Like that it's because like, like that's what that's what Lindsay would want. Lindsay would want someone to be like calling up the other person a bitch and saying horrible things. But Carl is not in that place, and I, I'm going to put a pin in this because, like you said, we'll get further into it. We'll get further into it. But, like, I, want, I would want that, too. Yeah, well, especially after what Kyle did. Right. Like, what Kyle did was egregious, and now that so much time has gone by, it's harder to get, like, revved up to get as mad. Yeah. To match that energy. I guess sometimes, though, you do have to match that energy because I know like what we talked about last time, I was like, you know, most people are probably, you know, Kyle's losing his mind. He's drunk. We'll deal with it later. But Danielle didn't wait. And Lindsay and Carl weren't even there. Yes. So. And Danielle knows what Lindsay. Danielle's Lindsay's bestie and knows that that's what Lindsay deserves and wants. And that's why Danielle was like. Uh uh-uh that's not fucking cool and Lindsay pretended like she was okay with him not doing that and I think he didn't even need to match Kyle's level right he could have just been like hey put a pin in this 
let's stop. Like, this isn't necessary right now. Exactly. Just at least stand up and say something like, let's not do this right now. Right. Period. Done. Tensions are high. We're, you're drunk. Let's uh-huh. talk about this later. The yeah. end. Yeah. Let's do this. No one's been drinking. And mm-hmm. let's absolutely talk about this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. 100% we'll talk about it tomorrow. But like he said, nothing. Walked away. Hid in his room. And that was it. You know my feelings about Carl. And I actually really saw that this episode. My first instinct was to focus on Lindsay and Danielle. But Mm -hmm. then I went, hold on. Right. And so we'll continue. So Kyle and Carl very awkwardly greet each other. Like it was so uncomfortable. Kyle's like, hey, we switched places. That wig Carl is wearing is terrifyingly hideous. I, it's, it's comedic, but it's like, man, that thing is bad. Yeah. Uh, so they go over to the side and Carl's like, man, Kyle, I've never seen you that angry. Um, yeah, you have. We've seen it. We've seen it a thousand times. That's like a <laughs> classic Kyle. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> and the way Carl handles this is gentle. I don't love how you're speaking about Lindsay. Do you guys even like me and Lindsay? Kyle says he's changed and the friendship has changed and it boils down to the dynamic between Lindsay and Amanda. Meanwhile, Amanda's over there saying like, Lindsay uses this whole I'm not a good friend thing against me and she's in a place of I'm sorry you feel that way, (laughs) which, as we know, is not at all an apology. It's like one of the biggest fuck you apologies (laughs) in the world. I love I had someone say the I'm sorry you feel that way to me kind of recently. And I was like, that's just so you know, that's literally not an apology. (laughs) Do better. It's literally not like I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, do we not (laughs) how how we we still do that? Uh, Because she's like, I just can't do it anymore. Now, I don't know how I feel about Amanda saying that because I'm like, you didn't really own up to the fact that she came pretty viciously, in my opinion, for Lindsay at that reunion out of nowhere. I feel like they all did. I want to know what exactly Lindsay has done. I understand Lindsay is a flawed character. Yes. I'm aware. But it just seems like the whole house, this is what I wanted to ask you too. Like, I didn't really watch... Real Housewives of New York till the end. So I didn't know like prime, prime, prime Real Housewives of New York. And I can assume that this is how you felt when it started to like fall apart. And you're like, no, 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 no. I want to glue it back together because that's how I feel watching Summer House right now. And it just seems like the only way for them all to get along is to hate Lindsay. You know, I that's kind of not inaccurate. So what happens, I think. Like someone brought this up to me and it's like, fine, okay, I can sort of trace it back to that. Remember when, it, was this season three? Was this when Paige and Hannah joined? I think that's, was that season three? Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember when they came, they started season three and Kyle had written that email? Oh, the 17 page front and back? Was it or single space? Was it 17? I think it was like a single space 17 page. I thought it was seven, but 17 is another level. Um, But okay, it was about how Lindsay and Danielle had been like cropping Amanda out of pictures on social media and unfollowed her and stuff. And like, so 
Kyle has been like defending Amanda against Lindsay and Danielle for a while. Mm -hmm. And so someone brought up that like that's maybe like sort of the root and the origin of it. But I'm like, okay, that was season three. We've had many lifetimes since then. Like, I feel like Lindsay and Amanda have bonded and had many experiences since then. Right? Or am I mis am I misremembering? You're right. I honestly think going back to I think it was last season when they were at the winery and Amanda started bringing up like Lindsay's miscarriage. I think that really also was kind of Amanda thought she was being like a good friend and Lindsay's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So Uh I just think people need to realize they're never going to be friends with another person and that's okay. You can still be like cordial and polite. Yeah. Like Lindsay is someone that is specific. Yes, And yeah. And like Danielle accepts her and lets her run wild and free, even when it's difficult like remember last season at Lindsay's fairy tale birthday twisted fairy tale birthday party and Danielle's laying in the bed listening to Dan uh, to Lindsay be like if I want to fuck Austin I'm gonna and you see, Danielle has her hands over her face like can you please not right can you just not but she's like yeah. I'm not gonna tell you not to but like can you not so Danielle can accept it but like Amanda's very judgy and controlly, and she's not really one to talk mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of things. I agree. It's, and that, but that's Amanda. Like, Amanda at the reunion was like, you can't talk like that, Lindsay. Apologize like this. No, that's not an apology. Like, she just was very controlling. It's like, God, Amanda, like, what? who made you in control of the whole group or in control of Lindsay? Right. It's like, because you can't control your husband. Is that what's up? Yeah. And so I feel like a, like Kyle has realized if I just can make Amanda happy, it makes my life so much easier. And so mm-hmm. he, I feel like he's really jumped on the we hate Lindsay bandwagon because then Amanda can be really cool with Paige because that's his that's her number one goal is to be like Paige's bestie. And then Craig and Paige and um, Amanda and Kyle can all hang out and they all don't like Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay is the number one enemy. And now it feels like, okay, so I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try to stay neutral. Okay. <laughs> Carl tells Kyle that Lindsay is hurt by the things Amanda has done. And then Car- Kyle goes, what has Amanda done? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she literally say like Lindsay hates fans? Yes. And maybe this was that that technically would have been before that, right? Oh, maybe See, this is my yeah because That's this was watch what happens. It, like, this yeah. was watch what happens live. So this would have been after. Okay, okay. But also, this was after the reunion, right? When like it was pointed out that they don't like Lindsay's photos on purpose, <laughs> like, and Carl is tainted by Lindsay. Like, yeah. what do you mean? What has she done? But now Carl. Okay, so I feel like Carl. When he said, okay, never mind. I'm gonna, sorry, I'm not going to say it. Carl says, Lindsay and I are like, we're looking at houses. And Amanda said, it's too soon. And Kyle says, how is that bad? And Carl's like, well, I've never talked shit about your guys' relationships. I'd be like supportive. And I've always been encouraging. How do we feel about that? I don't even know. I thought this was one of the worst like conversations to sit through, to be totally honest. I was 
so bored out of my skull. And I was like, just talk to each other. Don't talk around everything. Just be like, hey, you lost your fucking mind and you need to own up to it. And you can't talk to Lindsay like that. The end. Done. Yeah, that's kind of it's like I felt like Carl when he said Lindsay and I are looking at houses and Amanda said it's too soon. I feel like even he didn't think it was that big a deal. Mm -hmm. But Lindsay felt like it was that big a deal. And he was regurgitating that. Like he was like, I'm not really 100% sure why I'm bringing this up. I'm like, you're not saying what you should be saying. Right. The number one thing that you should be saying is don't ever fucking talk and scream at my girlfriend like that. Period. Also, Mm -hmm. you're her friend, too. Right. We're all friends. We started this fucking show together. I mean, what happened? What Carl could say is, I know you can scream at Amanda like that sometimes, but you can't scream to scream at Lindsay like that in front of me. Or like if I'm not there, you just can't scream at her like that. You cannot do that. And then because this when he said this shit, it leaves Kyle open to go. You're reading between lines that don't exist. It leaves Kyle to like make make him feel less than like feel stupid for having feelings. Yes. And then Carl goes, I know she's polarizing and complicated, but she's trying to put the right foot forward. What? What are we doing? I'm like, are we describing like Peyton Sawyer from One Tree Hill? Who wrote that line? (laughs) (laughs) And so they're like, regardless, you know, let's be cool, regardless of the ladies. And I don't. And then it felt kind of like Carl suddenly was worried about his position at Loverboy. Mm-hmm. And then I got that vibe from it, where Carl was like, "Hold on, like I want to make sure I'm still cool at Loverboy," which that was a little different than the kind of power he felt like he had a couple episodes ago, even. Right. Yeah. They're, right. They're also not really diving into that enough. I don't mm. think. It's just, again, I've said this over and over again. There's an element and a piece they're not bringing up on camera. There's this whole season so far. It's like, what? There's something over here that we're not quite getting. What are we talking around? What are we talking around? Meanwhile, all this is going on. Chris, the new guy, is hitting on girls. And he's like, he lies about how he knows Oliver. And then in his confessional, he's like, I love teasing. If she can, if she can give it back, that's how I know she's a keeper. I hate that. I don't test me. I don't know. I'm not under, I don't, I'm not getting tested by you. I'm testing you. Okay, dude. Honestly, I know this is at the end of the episode when they sing happy birthday to Amanda, but I was like, of course he's the guy who goes cha, cha, cha. I was like, of course that's fucking Chris. <laughs> that you sums would. him up perfectly. <laughs> you would add cha cha cha. Like we're at a kid's birthday party. <sighs> he gets under my skin. He's but then when I okay, we'll move on. We'll get, we'll get back on. So then okay. Carl and Lindsay talk. And at first glance, this looks like t- Fuck, I'm not going to be neutral. I'm just going to say how I feel. At first glance, this looked like Lindsay was being difficult and argumentative. This is my Mm -hmm. take on it. I've then thought about it more. And I was like, hold on. Carl and Lindsay have clearly had multiple conversations about how fucked up it was what Kyle did. Then he comes over. And she's like, how did that go? And what she was expecting was Carl to say, 
I told him, you can't ever, ever scream and yell like that again at you. That was bullshit. That's not cool. And he's like, I know I was, you know, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done that. Let's talk. Let's all sit down and have a conversation and let's get on the same page. Right. Instead, he says, you know, I feel I feel better after talking to him. Uh, like, obviously, I'm not OK with how he spoke to you. But, you know, what Kyle said last Saturday night was a direct result of something that happened to Amanda. And I don't know if you're ever comfortable talking to her, you know. And she's like, what? That is not the energy I expected you to have. And she's like, you're acting like we haven't had multiple conversations of me saying I would love to talk to Amanda, but she's not talking to me. She's not the one approaching me. And he's like, he snaps at her. And I was like, okay. Okay, wait. I was like, there he is. And then I I thought, I'm like, I'm glad I'm recapping with Kelly with this episode. Because she's the one who actually opened my eyes for the first time to the fact that, wait, maybe Carl isn't so great just because he's gotten sober and done this full 180. Mm -hmm. Because he knows. He he was a part of riling us all up about Amanda. And Kyle and the situation from coming into the season. Right. Now he's all of a sudden like, we're cool. Why don't you just talk to Amanda? What? So my girlfriend also watches Summer House. And I said to her, I'm like, don't ever say to me, (laughs) if I'm coming for you, you'll know it. Don't, don't say that. That'll turn me into like a true psycho. I like that's such a fucked up thing to say. And he, the way he said it, yeah. The way he said, because she goes, "If I had it my way, we would talk all the time." I'm a very direct communicator, and she, and he goes, "I know that." And she goes, "Do you?" Because yeah. I don't think that you do. And then he snaps, and he goes, "I'm dealing with the shit I got to face." Okay, that's what I'm talking about with Kyle. Well, that's not what she thought you were doing. She thought you were, she was patient. She waited. She didn't push you and say, you need to go fucking talk to him and tell him he can't talk to me like that. She assumed that's what you were going to do today, but you didn't. And now you're acting like she's being crazy for not getting that from you. Right. And so she's like, okay, then don't come at me. And he's like, trust me, you'll know if I'm coming at you. And She's trying to explain, like, I don't think I should be begging for a conversation. And he's like, okay, I'm just trying to say, like, you know, you could talk to her. Let's play beer pong. How about that? It was insane. And I and she's going to look crazy because she's yep. Lindsay and she's been drinking. Yeah. And that isn't. And then I'm going to go to the other side of this. This is not a good. Com- I'm I used to think they were this perfect couple. I'm, I'm, I'm taking that back. I mean, I've always thought they look like really stiff in their pictures Mm. and, um, Cara Berry, who has everyone's business, but mine. I love her. He's great. We talked about it. And I said to her, I'm like, you know, they seem like great friends. So they make sense. And she just goes, they're great friends. The end. I was like, damn Cara. Okay. I, I am like, cause Lindsay is wild. Yeah. She's great wild. And 
he is sober and should be with someone who is not drinking. And Lindsay is drunk and she is too much for someone who's sober. Mm -hmm. And she didn't have her wherewithal to, to communicate with him properly because she was drinking. Yeah. I mean, just that interaction was so rough to watch. And again, the way he snapped at her. Yep. I was like, Ooh, I wonder what it's like at home then. And I bet, and I bet because he could tell she was drinking is why he also snapped. mm -hmm. He was, he's incredibly uncomfortable in this house too. He's not having a good time at all. No, he wasn't having a good time last season. At all. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Like when that girl came, the girl he was dating, who was just there for camera time. Yeah. That was incredible. She was so mean to him too. (laughs) It was, it was not good. So then Danielle pulls Carl aside and Carl says it's hard to communicate with her when she's drunk. I'm like, yikes, 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 yikes. So then Lindsay talks to Paige. Paige is the ultimate shit stirrer. I actually, okay, I'm going to disagree on this one. Okay. I am going to disagree on this one because I think Paige was trying to defend Amanda in this one. Yeah, yeah, I think there was an element of that where she was trying to get um, she was trying to get Lindsay to just pull Amanda aside and talk to Amanda. And she's like, why would I when she said that Carl and I are moving in together really fast? And she was like, well, but Danielle said that, too. And she assumed that she had heard that. Mm, I don't know. But then I also see your flip side. I do. I do. I see your flip side. I see your flip side. I do. I do. I do. Trust me. Because Paige doesn't want anyone mad at the bed brigade. Like they don't have a brigade. Those (laughs) girls are always in bed. They never leave it. That that is a perfect name for them. No, no. Uh I do see the flip. I do see the flip side. Mm -hmm. Because I think Paige just threw it out there just to throw it out there and then be like, all right, bye. Yes, I do. I when I, I do. I also thought it was funny when Lindsay said, like, she's like, because Paige was, why don't you talk to Amanda? And she goes, I don't like to make a big deal out of things, Paige. I like, know. Okay, Lindsay. And I was also <laughs> like, why are you confiding in Paige? Don't you two really hate each other? And she's also drunk. And that right. I appreciate. Oh, this is why yeah. I appreciate. This is why Lindsay cannot be sober on television. For sure. Like, sorry, Carl. But she can't. She is like now that we've got a buzz on with Lindsay, it is like she's back. I hate yeah. saying that, but I'm like, oof. Sorry, Carl. What did you think? We haven't talked about this. It was kind of like a background thing. The fact that Maya was so obsessed with shots, the whole like party. Did you notice oh, that? I didn't just catch like, that. Just like popped into my head. Like she was pouring shots for everybody. She poured a tequila shot for Oliver, but it was a double shot. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to finish that shot with you. I feel like Maya's trying really hard to be like, we don't need Lindsay because I can party too or something. Oh, interesting observation. Because I was like, Maya, we get it. You're partying too. But like, she was just like, shot, 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 shot. I am getting a very bad read on her this season. Yeah, for not sure. A, not a great one at all. Mm-hmm. I like it, especially the way she went at Sam and and pulled her aside to say, we all think you're talking too much. Oh, yeah. And she keeps so, on calling everyone bitch, too. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I just I'm getting like a 
I'm I'm the cool new person that infiltrated the group and I'm like dictating how everyone behaves. Like the way she blocked Danielle from going in to talk to Amanda last episode. I was like, excuse you, they've been friends for years. Yeah. You're the new person that can like step aside. You don't know their dynamics. She can go apologize to her. They would have gotten over it that night. Danielle would have gone in, hugged her and been like, I'm so sorry. Like I came out wrong. You know what I mean? Like that just, Maya's got, Maya's trying to kind of claim her space a lot. So I did not even notice that part at all, but Mm. good observation. Thank you, Emily. Good observation. (laughs) Um, Carl is talking basically about how he, like, he's like, I just, you know, walked away from the conversation. I just didn't want to upset Lindsay. Like, that was what he did. Like, he's like, I just wanted to, you know, squash it, just walked away. Danielle makes a her this line here is great. She's like, for two of the most outspoken people, you guys sure internalize a lot of things. I think that's pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty accurate. And when I think about it, Lindsay's track record is 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 she does tend to internalize until she starts exploding. Yeah. Like she lets it get to that point and then it's like constant explosions until it's done. Like a volcano eruption. Yeah. You know, it's like she's like, lets things go, lets things go, lets things go. And then it's like, you should have known. Right. So then Lindsay's still talking to Paige. Um, and this Paige has already explained. Okay, so maybe you are. Maybe you are right. Because Paige didn't need to say the part where – where Danielle was like, she's like, she's living in a fairy tale. Okay. Yeah. She did. She did go too far. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. She was stirring the pot. She was, she was loving it. Wasn't she? Paige is such a troublemaker, but she's so cute. Everyone's just like, Oh, <laughs> with her little flip, with her little hair flipped out. She looks yeah. great. She looks fucking yeah. hot too. Yeah. yeah she, Paige is beautiful, but people are yeah. just like, Oh, she's so sweet. Like, yeah. she's just like Polly pocket. Cause she even goes, that's your best friend. I thought you knew. Yeah. Yeah, she does say that. <laughs> totally. As someone who has stirred a pot or two in my day. <laughs> With your cute little self, you're like, what? Not me. Oops. <laughs> what? I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, Danielle, though, so they fucking showed a preview. I make a point not to watch the previews Bravo releases because what they do is they intentionally take the clip like they they t- they clip it before and they clip it at the end to where they're telling a very limited version of the story and it's misleading mm-hmm. so they clipped it and this is the part where they clipped it out where they they started it where Danielle is seemingly projecting with no basis so it seemed like Danielle's like look you know I, in my relationship, have issues like with Robert, you know, I'm not going to cry, but I rarely see him. You know, he works a lot and blah, blah, blah. And I wish you guys get to the point where you could talk about the hard stuff. So when I saw that out of context, it seemed like Danielle was basically like, here's all of my issues in my relationship. You guys have issues too, don't you? Right. I had no idea there had been a fight before. I had no idea what had happened. So don't watch previews, guys, because you'll get all amped up emotionally and it misleads you and misdirects you. Which is even more emotional. Yes. And then you watch the episode and you're like, oh, like <laughs> this is fucking annoying. So it's really stupid. Um Meanwhile, when Lindsay finds out that Danielle has said that she's moving in too fast, I love that Lindsay points out that Danielle moved in with Robert after two months. Yeah, we didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. 
<laughs> was like, See, so Danielle. Again, no one, everyone just projects all their shit on Lindsay. Yeah. Because she's kind of an easy, I hate to use like easy target, but you know, she is so loud. She has had so many moments on the show that if people are just like, oh, Lindsay's crazy. It's kind of like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so then Danielle comes over. I thought this transition was hilarious because Paige leaves and Danielle's like, what were you guys talking about? And Lindsay's like, you. And she's like, oh, I hope good stuff. <laughs> she's like, no, bad stuff. And Danielle goes, Paige, what it were you like saying? There may, have, there may have been some supplements used in that, <laughs> at that party. Supplements, lots of supplements. Party <laughs> supplements abound. <laughs> Yeah, but I like I was again, they clipped this damn thing. So I thought that this was about to be like a fight and Danielle was going to be like, I didn't say that. But Danielle was not at all afraid of this conversation. She was like, Lindsay says, I mean, how can you say that you're concerned about me? And she's like, because I am. I'm totally concerned. The conclusion of this made sense. She she's she doesn't shy away from the conversation And I liked when Danielle said, there's part of your relationship that feels off limits to me. Mm -hmm. And that, that tracked because it should, this must feel so weird for Danielle. She's never felt like Lindsay's relationships are off limits. And now Lindsay's in a relationship with another best friend of hers and she can't talk about it. Yeah. It's the friendship dynamic that we talked about the first time I was on. It's all changing and I don't think Danielle's jealous of Lindsay and Carl. I don't either. And I see that take a lot. I don't think that at all. I think she sees things because she knows them both so well. Mm -hmm. And what flipped the conversation is Danielle saying, you know, because Lindsay's like, what fairy tale are we living in? Like, she's like, oh, I'm going to get really mad at you. And Danielle says the one where you don't like to fight and have the real and talk about the real stuff. And when Lindsay says, this is what changed it for me too. She goes, Carl doesn't like to have the hard conversations. I'm a hard conversation girl. I'm like, you are. Lindsay is. And that's when I was like, Carl is the problem here. Yes. We're all so busy trying to figure out whose fault it is between Lindsay and Danielle. But I think Danielle sees that Lindsay's not happy with what Carl is doing in this relationship. And Danielle's doing what she's always done with Lindsay when Lindsay's in a relationship. And she's trying to talk about the issues Lindsay has in her relationship or has with her partner. But this time it's Carl. Even last episode, she screamed at him and she's like, are you not going to stand up for your girl, like for Lindsay? Mm -hmm. And that must be so frustrating. You're probably right. I didn't even think that the... I mean, I knew Carl was the issue because I just don't like him, but I didn't realize like, yeah, Danielle's issue is probably more with Carl than with Lindsay in general. And that's why she talked to Carl first. She's yeah. like, you guys aren't having these hard conversations. Like, I wish you would. And then she goes and talks to Lindsay and she knows Lindsay. But then but then she does. She busts. She busts Lindsay because she's like, I'm a hard conversation girl. And Danielle goes, mm. when he didn't stick up for you last weekend, you didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay's like, because I'm, I'm trying to like, I thought she goes, I'm trying to do therapy. That's not how you do it. That's not, it's not an adjective. It's not like a verb, like, you know, it's not. But okay. And also just because you're in therapy doesn't mean you can like 
<laughs> like doesn't mean you have to not tell people how you feel. It's yeah, actually the opposite. That's opposite. <laughs> you communicate <laughs> you communicate properly. You just <laughs> that would be Lindsay's version of therapy, just not saying anything. Like, <laughs> No, you just communicate in a healthy manner. That's productive. The therapist is like, just don't scream at them. She's like, then I can't say anything, I guess. (laughs) That is, And the therapist is like, fine, we'll start there. That's better. You know what? (laughs) Fine, fine. I'll take that. (laughs) Take that. Because she's like, she's like this. She's like, I'm not yelling. I know she's like, well, what do you expect me to do when someone speaks to me? Yeah. And it's like, no, okay, fine. We'll just start with not talking. How about that? We're just going to start. That's this is the best I can do. Fine. That's literally it. <laughs> That's literally it. Because then we get this amazing moment where Danielle says, I don't want to lose two of my best friends. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Thank God we're getting here. Because then Lindsay gets to go, well, you're never going to lose me. And then we get this turning point. And I'm like, okay, thank God. Oh, thank God we're having this conversation. I was so scared they were never going to talk about this. Mm -hmm. And so she gets to say, it feels like I can't talk to you about this relationship. I do have opinions. And sometimes I want to share them. And Lindsay's like, well, you need to talk to me first. Don't make me hear this. Why the fuck am I hearing this from Paige? And she's like, fair. You're right. I will. I will. Great moment. Hallelujah. Thank God. (sighs) Fantastic. And so I'm like, okay, so what the fuck's about to happen? Because, (laughs) but then, by the way, this is my favorite part of summer house parties, the pizza and jammy time. I love my favorite part. I'm like, "Mm, this is my jam. Right here, this is what I do. This is my jam. They kick non-cast members out. Yes. (laughs) Get out. Get out. This is where we, this is where I thrive. They rate the party 6.5 out of 10. <laughs> Gabby's like a 65%. That's failing. They're like, you didn't have music when guests got there and there was no alcohol. She's like, yeah, okay. And I think she handled that rating well. Did she Her did. reaction took me out. Her reaction was she's like, 65? It's <laughs> very funny. Yes. I'm glad, I'm glad you did warm me up to her because she's... She's been a gem. I like that you credit me for that. Yeah. And then there's Sam just trying to get laid by Tim or whoever. She's like, going to Montauk? Don't leave without me. Are you going to Montauk? Will you drive me to Montauk? Don't leave the party. Sam, now you warmed me up to Sam. So I'm going to give you credit for that because Sam, when she's talking to Kyle, about she's like you know you think you're gonna because Kyle says something stupid like like one of the dogs isn't like giving him attention he's like this is my biggest fear my kids aren't gonna like me and she's like your kids are gonna be obsessed with you because you know what when your energy's off it affects the whole house I think it's awesome that your energy brings the whole house up and, and I was just say that too yes Chris did say that but she's like so drunk but like so loving and sweet and like I like that when she gets drunk she just gets like super positive yeah. and I was like okay I like her now um but we did get an insight into Chris that made me understand him more he grew up with all brothers and then he went to the marines yeah no wonder this guy has just no idea how to deal with women and I think he said his parents were really strict to yes. like don't let him date. Yeah. He's just not good for reality TV. I'm not saying he's a bad person, just not he's bad for summer house. And I want and I would love more diversity on this cast with mm-hmm. I would just what I want, although I do like I do like these newbies, but I just feel like we need a gay guy. Yeah. We need a couple gay guys, like a, a gay fr- we need people like don't they have 
I want friends. Like, can they actually bring real friends on the show? Like, they have to know a group of like fun gays, like bring them on the show because I'm I'm tired of these one-offs that don't know anyone else but like one cast member because then they have to like get to know people. Right. And like, they don't want to get to know them unless it's Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then the Montauk debate starts. This is this this was actually this is classic. So the Montauk debate, Danielle obviously wants to go. Kyle and Amanda can't leave the dogs. I believe Gabby's going. Yes, Gabby's going. Mm-hmm. And Lindsay wants to go. And then Carl, he's like, Did you want to go? And Lindsay doesn't know. She's like shaking her head. She's like, I don't, I don't know. And then Carl goes, It's a it's a far trek. And then he goes and lays on the couch and Lindsay's like, are you going to bed already? Just taking a break. Okay. And then, and then Sierra, Sierra's like, Lindsay, are you going to Montauk? And Lindsay's like, we're trying to figure it out. Are you going to Montauk, Sierra? And Sierra says, I'll consider it. Lindsay's like, all egging her on just a bit. Oh yeah. Cause they know she wants to go. I can fuck with this kind of egging someone on. Oh, me too. Yeah. And then Lindsay's like, you're the single one, Sierra. And Sierra goes, you want to go out, bitch. (laughs) And then Lindsay goes, and I'm in a relationship. (laughs) This, okay, Amanda Amanda has a funny line. She goes, never stop, Kyle. Yeah, I died. That was good. That was good. And Carl just laying there. And Lindsay's like, Carl, Chris comes up. He goes, so are you guys going? And Lindsay goes, we're, we're figuring it out. And then Carl finally goes, yeah, I think we stay in. See, this actually pissed me the fuck off. Carl could have let Lindsay go. Danielle is in a relationship. It's not like she's going to hit on guys. Right. And also, like, Danielle will take care of Lindsay. He, she probably wouldn't even end up drunk in his bed. Like, she would probably, like eat pizza with Danielle and pass out on the couch or something. Yeah. Like I was like, let her go part. Like I, as someone who doesn't like to go out, if I, and I've had partners who like to go out and be like, go have fun. Like, Like, don't you want a fucking break after your fight in the middle of, or after the party fight? Like you can tell she wants to go. Why do you have to stay together? She's going with Danielle. I was really irritated with Carl there. And also who's, Who's he making fires? Where's Luke? Yeah, I was very, very ir- that, that to me was the problem. And that I think was Danielle's problem. Mm-hmm. Danielle was annoyed that Carl wasn't letting her go and that Lindsay wasn't like, I'm going to go. Like, fuck Carl you. dictates what Lindsay does. And and Lindsay and pretends like it's okay. And the now and everyone's like saying that Lindsay's the one dictating Carl. Opposite. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. opposite and now because we focus on the, the 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 relationships between danielle and Lindsay, because that's the one we're watching for we're like what's the problem there i'm like carl is the issue here guys carl mm-hmm. so now Lindsay's in her jammies and danielle is like ready to go out and Lindsay's doing the excuses game the excuses for the bad boyfriend game if i was single i would be going and danielle's like i'm not single mm. Lindsay, well, yeah, but you're not like leaving him to go out and then coming back. And 
the equivalencies are not exactly correct from Danielle, but she's trying, she's beating around the bush. She's beating around the bush. What she wants to say is, why can't you just tell Carl you're going to go out with me and we're going to go have some fun and you'll see him and like whatever. But instead she's like, I leave my boyfriend for an entire weekend. And by doing that comparison thing, it 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 look it doesn't feel as good for Lindsay and the I'm sure the audience is going to read it as well your relationship's different Danielle yeah and that's Let's what I'm seeing a lot of I'm yeah. seeing a lot of that online like oh because your boyfriend doesn't want to doesn't want to see you all the time you want Lindsay's relationship to be the same I get that what she's trying to say is why can't you tell Carl you're we're gonna go out and have fun yeah so. Because Lindsay's Lindsay's lines are like, if I was single, I would. He doesn't want to go out. So what am I just going to go hang out? Yes, with me and Montauk. Yeah. And then Sam's like, I have to get change. I'll be real quick. <laughs> and then she pops her head and I'm like, Sam. <laughs> She's really cute. She's like a little pixie. She is. She cracks me up. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's really interesting because Carl's very aware who Lindsay is. It's not like this is a surprise. And I think he really expected Lindsay not to drink again. I agree. And he's not able to say, I was hoping you would never drink again. And now that you're drinking again, I'm incredibly uncomfortable. And I don't know how to tell you I don't want you going out and drinking more. And that's a fair opinion for him to have. Mm -hmm. But he... He's known Lindsay for like a decade. Mm-hmm. And so if they're not going to be on the same page there, they need. And this is why Danielle is saying this is way too soon mm-hmm. for them to be, you know, getting married and shit, like all that stuff. It's like you guys aren't having conversations about real shit right now. You're just like yeah. living in a fantasy. So like, I'm now seeing all the stuff that I was. I thought Danielle was just kind of being a hater last episode, which is how they're telling. They're telling the story like this intentionally so that we're like, ooh, Danielle. And then I'm like, oh, never mind. I see. OK, I get it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, re- comedic relief, though. The girls return from Montauk and it turns out that guy. So wait, what happened? That guy, Tim, that Sam was supposed to hook up with, put her in an Uber yeah, it sounds like he just like got annoyed with her. And then we found out they got kicked out because she was laying on a pool table. Was that what it was? They say it way later, just really quick. Oh, I because I missed it. I was like, what happened? I think Sam got really drunk, laid on a pool table. They got kicked out. And then the guy was just like, go. I love and I liked it. I liked that Gabby and Danielle were like, we don't care. We like didn't care at all. And it was so sad when Sam was like, I think I'm annoying and I'm constantly apologizing to new people for my personality. And yeah, that really bummed me out. (laughs) Because I the second I saw her, I was like, I love her. You did. You loved her. Like, you would totally be friends with her, Sam. We would, like... And then she tells the story of her shitty ex, who I hate. I hate him. I hate him with all my heart. And then Danielle's like, I'm shocked by this because I... Like, when I first met you, I found you to be genuine and bubbly and a lighthearted person. And and fucking Sam goes, being in this house has kind of brought up a few of my insecurities. And they flash back to Maya being like, we all think you talk too much. 
But I, I love that all of the whole cast is still friends. Like Lindsay hangs out with Sam and Gabby. She's posting about them all the time on her Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that she's been taken under everyone's wing. I love her. And I think that's a good wing to be taken. That's under. a great wing for Lindsay. Yeah, she needs all that confidence. She needs like the savage confidence of Lindsay. Right. For sure. All right. Next morning, birthday brunch set up. Um, Paige's top in her confessional. I posted about it. It looks like those placemats, those woven placemats. Yes, I saw that post. That's <laughs> right? so funny. Um, Maya and Paige then talk on the couch about Lindsay the night before. Okay. I, as much as I get what they were going for in this conversation, I don't like Maya's take on it. I don't like when she said, when you make sacrifices in a relationship, like you grow resentful. Like that's not exactly the right terminology. I feel like sacrifices in a relationship are sometimes vital. Mm -hmm. I think what they meant by, I think they're more going for like, she's not being herself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fair because Lindsay wanted to go to Montauk. She was trying. She was like, "We're not going to go. No, we guess we're not going." Guess she's guess. like smiling through it. She's like talking through her teeth. She's like, "I'm so happy to see." Yeah, like that was pretty obvious. And mm-hmm. I love Maya and Paige both being like, "We d- we would never want to go." Like Paige is like, "I never want to go out." I'm like same girl, same. Mm-hmm. Never want to go out. So it would be fine for me, but like Lindsay loves going out. That's like why she's so great on Summer House. Danielle and Lindsay always want to go out. And the other the others, like you said, are the what did you call them? The bed brigade. The bed brigade. I can't take credit for that. I saw someone on Twitter call them that. I wish I remembered their handle. Okay. And then and then people were responding, being like, I'm surprised they don't have bed sores. I'm like, this is hysterical. Carl and Lindsay, I was upset. Carl and Lindsay missed the happy birthday for Amanda. They come down like after the happy birthday is sung. The worst timing. It's like as it's happening, they're like, oh, sorry. God, guys. And then like you see Lindsay almost going for a hug and maybe she did and the camera panned away or something. But the way she just stands next to Amanda with the big smile, she's like. I'm like, you're going to go for a hug? You're just going to look at her? What are you going to do? No? Okay. She's like, okay, bye. (laughs) Uh, Okay, question. I don't know a lot about art. Was that, was Carl's, was Kyle's present? Was that piece of art? Is that some famous artist? I have no idea. And I don't think anyone at the table really knew either. That, because it was, I rewound that over and over and I took a picture and I was like zooming in. I'm like, is there some, and it was presented like the, like it clearly was presented like womp womp. Like everyone was like, oh. I think Sam looked around. She's like, oh, it's so nice. Everyone was like, good job, Kyle. Because you forgot her birthday last year. And now, I was waiting for so I went on both their both their social medias to see if Amanda posted like I love this piece of art that Kyle got me I had been eyeing it forever or I was hoping that Kyle was like this is our favorite artist nothing, nothing. no no post so was this some piece he just picked down he's like this is so Amanda she's gonna love it and Amanda's like oh my god he got me a present that's all I care about. And it was such a strange piece of art. And I thought it was weird no one else gave her presents because last year they did. Yeah, well, that was 30th. Oh, okay. And so this was 31. 
That was a strange piece of art. I'm not kidding. I rewound and paused and took photos and was like, I need to understand. It's a multi, multi concept. Okay, I'm done. I was sorry. I'm going to move on. You're like, this is a nice break from Scandaval. I need to figure out what this painting is. I'm like, and the fact that they didn't post about it, like the fact that it wasn't like, in case you were wondering, this piece is by nothing. So I'm sure that later Amanda's like, we're not hanging that in the house. Right. Kyle's like, I painted this for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kyle's art. Kyle's original. It's like, you don't like it? (laughs) (laughs) What if he did? Oh, my God. And that was it. They chose for the birthday and that's it. They're like, all right, let's pack up and go. And Lindsay (laughs) stops Amanda. She's like, hey, what are you doing this week? And Amanda looks like she just got punched in the face or something. Amanda's reaction is like, oh, I don't I don't know. My parents my parents are coming into town and I'm doing dinner with them. It seems like Lindsay has like a knife to her side. She's like, you're going to hang out with me. (laughs) Totally. She's like, I was just thinking maybe we could hang out just us. I mean, it's like, okay, I'll, I'll let me check my calendar. Okay. <laughs> the fa- I'm, that, okay, let's now circle. The, Amanda should want to do that. Right. Unless Kyle didn't talk about their conversation. Unless Kyle wasn't like, hey, the conversation was more about you and Lindsay than about me and Carl. And shouldn't Amanda be like, I'm glad we're going to talk because I'm glad we're going to clear the air. That's what I expected her to say. Instead, she acted like she was being tortured or something. Shouldn't she be like, you're right. We do need to talk. Ah. Yeah. We need to grow up a little and just figure you're, this out. I'm so glad. Let's t- let- No. Instead, she's like, okay. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Well, then you clearly don't want to resolve it. I feel like right. I feel like that it's I feel like her fear. This is the feeling I got. It's like when your group of when your group of friends hate someone and then that person's talking to you. It's very like in Mean Girls when Katie's pretending that she's part of the the plastics and then mm-hmm. they see Janice Ian talking to her and she's like, "Why was Janice Ian talking to you?" And she's like, I don't know. She just started talking to me. And like, it's like that. Like Amanda's like, why is Lindsay talking to me, guys? Oh, my God. Lindsay's talking to me. It had that energy. And I think Amanda knows that she has said some shitty things about Lindsay. That she does. On camera. Like multiple things. And she has to own up to it. Why are we so weirded out, Amanda? Let us know. Let us know. At Amanda Batula. Um, all right. Well, that is the end of the episode. Okay. I think we kind of lined up pretty much on our thoughts and our feels. Yeah. I think this episode was helpful for me because just, I don't like Carl and now I'm see other people might see it, but unfortunately I do think most people are just like, oh, Danielle's jealous. I'm like, no, she's also, again, dealing with friendship changes, dealing with relationship changes, but she sees her best friend isn't acting like her best friend. And I I call it like the Lauren Conrad friend because I'm the Lauren Conrad friend. And I think Danielle is very much like that too, being like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And Lindsay is all in on this relationship because it really seems like it should be the end all be all. And also it's more than that now. It's a business. It's a business. business together. Totally. They are a commodity. I mean, that I say that with, like, Ben Affleck and J-Lo. Oh, God, yeah. You know, like, 
celebrity couples are better as a business than they are separately. And Bravo couples seem to be the same. Oh, yeah. When they got together, when Lindsay and Carl got together, it was like, this is it. This It was the end of like the the season was Lindsay trying to find love unsuccessfully, Carl in a bad relationship. So then they get together and boom. Could you imagine if they broke up how many I told you so's they'd have to hear? Exactly. And who's going to date them then? (laughs) What's going to happen then, you know? Oh, Carl will be fine because everyone loves him. You're right. So that's why I'm I'm not going down the road of this is all Lindsay and Danielle's fault. I'm going down the road of no, Danielle's like, what the fuck, Carl? Let like let Lindsay off the hook. And Lindsay's like, no, no, it's totally, totally fine. <laughs> totally, it's totally fine. Like, like I can't go. It's like, no, it's not. You're just protecting him. Babe, babe, you sure you don't want to go, babe? Babe, babe, babe. And Carl's not responding. He's acting like he doesn't notice Lindsay clearly wanting to go. Mm-hmm. And Carl's like, I don't know. I'm just going to start a fire. It's like, that's Luke's job, first of all. She, yeah, don't take Luke's job. She, she's like <laughs> holding onto his legs. Chris comes over and is like, so are you guys going to go? And she says, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Clearly, she wants to go. Mm-hmm. And then Carl goes, yeah, I think we stay. It was very, very, it was bitchy is what it was. It was bitchy. Yeah. It was rude. He was very bitchy this episode, if I do say yeah. so myself. Like, he didn't stand up for her to Kyle at all. Mm-hmm. At all. And then he acted like she, like, he's like, why don't you just talk to Amanda? Like, she's yeah. like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the fuck are you talking about? We have spent this entire time since the reunion talking about how shitty it was that Amanda said that to me and how she hasn't even reached out. And now you have one little conversation with Kyle after he cussed me out. And it's like, ugh, I'm just like, get over it, Lindsay. Yeah. And then he's talking to Danielle, mentioning you're drinking. And honestly, I think like if you have a, even a friend who's too drunk, you go up to them with a water and you're like, hey, you need this. Like if you have an issue with how she's acting, you got to talk about it, Carl. Yeah. And that's why Danielle was like, I think you guys aren't having the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Okay. So right, that's so, that. So that's that, okay? It's Carl's fault. We're not going to have any of the slander about mm-hmm. Danielle or Lindsay. No. And they and both of them can be also flawed, but it's not we're not going to fixate on that. It's going right. to be cuz like that's it always happens. The women always get the blame. Yeah, cuz I like I said a, bi- a million times this podcast, I don't think Danielle's jealous at all. It does not feel like that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It feels mm-hmm. like she, these are her friends. And now she's like, guys, why am I being like, what is a gag order? Like, I can't talk to you guys about your relationship. I would talk to you about any relationship you're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm noticing this and I'm going to say something. Right. Okay. Cause I'm a friend. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, this has been great. As always. Thank you for having me back. It's going to happen again, whether you like it or not. <laughs> like whether the listeners want me or not. <laughs> <laughs> listeners, whether you like it or not. <laughs> They're going to be like, she hated Carl a little too hard this episode. I know. Not I'm going to get a lot of hate. <laughs> Anyways, well, can you tell the people where they can find you and follow you? Yeah, absolutely. So I co-host Beyond the Blinds with Troy McKeady. It's a lot of fun, celebrity blind items. And then on Instagram, it's Laguna underscore Biatch. Biatch. All right, guys, I'll have everything linked in the description, too, so you can find her and follow her easily. And as always, love you, mean it. Bye. 
I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Oh, and I'll see you next time. Bye.